Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. I will run by that person's house. I will shake my fist and say, Santa has not come down Fifth Avenue. How dare you? What fresh hell. Laughing in the face of motherhood. Even if your kid's having it, the Santa's like, get me out of here. That's not a good picture. With Margaret Abel's and Amy Wilson. Pulling the dancing Homer Simpson Santa out of the box gets a 10 for my kids. But yeah, vacuuming cat hair, it's a zero. A podcast that solves today's parenting dilemmas so you don't have to. I'm sorry to disappoint Santa, but I don't really recall what I got like the year that I was eight. Hello, everyone, and welcome to What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. This is Margaret. And this is Amy. And today... What fresh hell is the holiday season? It is the freshest, or in fact, perhaps the stalest of hells. Like, I feel like... Is that blasphemous? I mean, I don't I don't intend it to be blasphemous, but... No, it's not. But we know what we mean. We mean it with love. We love you, holiday season. You offer many wonderful things, but we also just kind of accept that there is a certain repetitive hell to it all. And and it gets a little longer every year and a little more intense. I was just about to say the creep. There was just the meme that everybody was really into of Mariah Carey de-icing after Halloween and singing her song. And as I keep screeching loudly at my children, Christmas, which is our holiday family tradition, starts when Santa comes down Fifth Avenue in the Thanksgiving Day Parade. That is the start of the Christmas season. I will brook no objections. I kind of feel this way slash felt this way, but now I get like, it is a huge thing to get all this stuff put up and the lights outside and the tree. And I love it once it's done. I don't love doing it. I love it when it's done. And so am I going to be mad at somebody who has time like the Saturday before Thanksgiving to put her lights up outside so that she enjoys them for six weeks instead of like 20 days? Well, you're a better person than me, Amy, because I will run by that person's house. I will shake my fist and say, Santa has not come down Fifth Avenue. How dare you? I passed a house just last night that was decorated to the nines. Because you think they're making it worse for the rest of us. Like, because now you're moving the line back. Yeah, I mean, you do you. I don't really care. But yes, I feel that like seeing the M&M Christmas commercial on October 17th is ridiculous. I mean, we can all agree, right, that Halloween comes first. Halloween, it must not pass Halloween. 
No. Are you seeing Christmas ads before Halloween or are you just saying like, what if that would be terrible? Oh, no, no, no. I have seen them before Halloween, before Halloween. And I will agree it's too short, but I want to enjoy my Thanksgiving. I want Thanksgiving. I have my little turkey that's hung up. We have an inflatable turkey in the yard. I want it to be Thanksgiving. (laughs) You're one of those people that decorates for Thanksgiving. My kids got very into inflatables. I mean, I'm really not, but I just feel like Halloween most everything Halloween and spooky theme come down, but the gourds can stay because they can live through Thanksgiving. I still have my Halloween pumpkin on my kitchen table because I'm not much of a decorator and that's all I did for Christmas. If it doesn't say boo or trick or treat on it, that's fine. It's a gourd. It's one of those, it's called a doll pumpkin and it's sort of gray. Have you seen these gray pumpkins? Oh, it's fine. Leave it up until Santa comes down Fifth Avenue. You're fine. Santa should collect that for you on his way by your house. I have a friend. We don't have a yard. I live in New York City, so we don't have a yard for me to worry about. Or really, like, and we live in a high floor, too, so I don't really have passersby. So the pressure is off for me in terms of, like, making people see that my house looks nice at Christmas time. You can't see it from the outside. But anyway, I have a friend whose spouse is so into the yard inflatables that most people in town think that it's a civic, like that town money is going in towards the inflatables for Halloween and Thanksgiving and Valentine's Day. She's like, no, 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 that's my house. That's just my husband putting that out. So they're all into the yard inflatables. I have no opinion on those being particularly hard because I don't have to do them, which I'm happy about. My neighbor has a husband who is not a person I would tag this way, who becomes complete Clark Griswold at the holidays. And yeah, he's like up on the ladders. He's doing the lights. And now I will say there are services. My brother-in-law has a landscaping business. And one of the things they do is they put holiday lights on rich people's houses. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like we can't outsource. This is now this is becoming an arms race. Like I don't feel we should be involving. I mean, I'm very happy for my brother-in-law to earn the money, but I don't feel we should be involving professionals in this. My mother-in-law has like a florist come and decorate her Christmas tree. It's a present from her children every year because for her to have a beautiful tree, and it is beautiful, is very important to her. For me, it's very important to me if I do a tree. And I'm going to come in hot and tell you we didn't do a tree last year because nobody felt like decorating it. I'm like, guys, I'm not doing it just for me. I had no takers. We didn't do a tree. But when I have a tree, I like the handprint ornament, the like paper angel they made in 2002. Like I am- Joseph's dream coat that I made when I was in fourth grade still goes on. Yes. It is not a unified look. It's not Pinterest worthy, but it's each thing on the tree is personally meaningful to me. Yeah. And I could also see as you get older and you've got kids out of the house, like having a beautiful tree would then become more important. We- now alternate. We travel some years. We don't travel other years to see family, not on a trip. And we use a fake tree the years we don't travel. And now we get a real tree the years we don't travel. And why I ever agreed to that. The real tree is just such a pain in the butt. What fresh hell is the real tree? It's terrible. Yeah. You'll be picking those pine needles out of the carpet until you move. Those are just there. Well, And we've got another huge obstacle this year, which is that we travel for Thanksgiving. 
This is very boring. It's just my own problems. But what the heck? I have my own podcast. I'm going to make you listen to my own problems. <laughs> it's our podcast. We get to complain about our problems. That's how it goes. And eventually yours too, everybody. Yes. But I mean, I'm just, I'm not speaking to you as much as the audience who are like, wow, maybe I didn't sign up to listen to Margaret complain about her particular holiday problems. I'm a fresh hell is Margaret. It's holiday season. I'm seven years in. I'm taking, you know, at the senators, they're like, I'm claiming my time right now. Having traveled for Thanksgiving this year, we then come back late on a Sunday night, like midnight on Sunday, we land. The kids have school Monday. Right. Like right into, right, jump into your beds so that you can get to school tomorrow. Yeah. See, if we don't travel for Thanksgiving, the day after Thanksgiving, Santa has arrived. We start, then the whole weekend is decorating and it's great and we're done. And we're here to just that was my plan this year. Yeah. We're in. But now it's like I'm going to end up on a Monday decorating my house for Christmas and it's going to give me the blues. And you're home for Christmas. I mean, yes. And then we travel the next day. So we got to put the tree outside. It's a thing and a thing and a thing. Once it gets down to like 20 days of tree with that requires like 14 hours of work on each side, then I start to question it. Yeah. And I will say too, and I feel like this is not talked about enough. My baseline house cleanliness is like a four out of 10, like meaning that it's always cluttered. There's always things that don't belong in every room. It's messy. There's clean and then there's cluttered, right? Those aren't the same thing. Yeah. So. And I'm, I've got both problems. I'm saying I'm not clean and I'm cluttered. Like it's not <laughs> this year. <laughs> yeah. Like there's, there's cat hair on the rug. Like it's a mess, my house. But I am unable, for some reason, I have a personal line. I don't want to decorate dirty. So like I can't put like a tree skirt down on a carpet that has cat hair on it. So there's a lot of prep before we even begin decorating, Amy. That's the thing. It reminds me of like, you know, the advice that you're not supposed to put new makeup on top of old makeup. Like if you're going from like day to night and you're going on after work, like you have to take off your makeup first. You can't put new makeup on top of the old makeup. Reader, I did. I did put on old makeup, but then it cracks right away. Reader, I've never heard you know. that. And goodness gracious, thank goodness I never heard that advice. It's, it's crusty. I was just watching a TikTok from Chriselle of Selling Sunset. By the way, friends, if you have not watched the most recent episodes of Selling Sunset, season seven, dive in. It's a, as my sister would say, a delightmare. Like it's so fun. But yeah, in this TikTok, she wakes up and they wear an insane amount of may. It's like a painting on their face, like a full tableau. It's, it's just nothing. It's a lot of luck. For me, makeup <laughs> is like cover the circles, put mascara on, put lipstick on. That's makeup. But not these people. They like draw a whole other set of eyes on their face. It's crazy. But she woke up or she was going somewhere and she's like, I'm going to just reuse the makeup I already have on. And I'm like, what else would you do to start again would take you 10 hours. But you're doing that. You got to do a full back to one of your house before you can start dragging the boxes out. Yeah, I really have to. I can't. I know I will have the like buzzy yuck feeling all season if I know there's like cat hair under the Christmas tree. So I've got to go full back to one before I decorate, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. it's a lot. And what what's fun about that, right? And even if you have kids who are into... I'll tell you what's fun about it, Amy. Absolutely, absolutely nothing. nothing. And it might have kids who are into the putting the, you know, the Santas around the house or whatever, but nobody's into let's mop the floor first. Oh, no. Like pulling the dancing Homer Simpson Santa out of the box gets a 10 for my kids. But yeah, vacuuming cat hair, it's a zero. First, not allowed. Well, we, I've prepared a list of some of the things that I think are the worst things about the holiday season. Worst minor things about the holiday season. 
I have also prepared a list of such things. All right, let's face off with our lists and see what's like the absolute worst thing. See if we can come to an agreement. Should we take a break first? Yeah, we'll be back. Margaret, I've got a go-to baby shower gift that I give whenever there's another newborn in my life. Can you guess what it is? Amy, three guesses. First two don't count. It's Pampers Swaddlers. Exactly. Pampers Swaddlers keep baby's skin dry, happy, and healthy. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better than the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance, hypoallergenic, and free of parabens and latex. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes are five times stronger, gripping mess more firmly, shall we say, and making diaper changes a breeze. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Then redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers cash has no cash value. Margaret, I've been at the research again, looking into metabolic health and more importantly, metabolic flexibility, which turns out is the key to improved energy levels, better sleep, better fitness, all the things. And I found out about all this because we got a chance to try Lumen, the first handheld device that helps you manage your metabolic health. Lumen works when you breathe into it. If you do that first thing in the morning or after a workout, Lumen measures your metabolism by measuring the amount of carbon dioxide in your breath. It's science, people. That lets you see exactly what's going on in your body in real time. Then you use Lumen's app to get tailored guidance to improve your sleep, your nutrition, even stress management. If you're interested in figuring out the effects of different sorts of foods on your body, Lumen is a really cool way to see what's actually happening as your body burns different fuel sources. If you want to take the next step in improving your health, go to lumen.me and use Fresh to get $100 off your Lumen. That is L-U-M-E-N dot M-E. Lumen.me and use the code Fresh at checkout for $100 off. Thank you, Lumen, for sponsoring this episode. Amy, when I'm dehydrated, I get headaches. I get cranky and I don't feel good in general. Also, I am dehydrated a lot of the time. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Because being good with the water bottle is one thing, but getting that sodium and potassium with the fluids, turns out that is the key to seeing optimally hydrated. So whether you're looking to hydrate during your workout, while traveling, or at the end of a long night, Sports Research Hydrate Electrolytes have got you covered with over 65 trace minerals, seven essential vitamins, and coconut water powder. Crisp and refreshing without any sugar, this is hydration powered by Sports Research. Each box has 16 little stick packs that you can take on the go, whether you're headed to an exercise class, a night out with friends, or a podcasting conference. And did we mention they come in delicious flavors from raspberry lemonade to cherry pomegranate. Stay hydrated with Sports Research Hydrate Electrolytes. Visit sportsresearch.com and use the code WHATFRESH at checkout for 50% off your purchase of Hydrate. That's S-P-O-R-T-S-R-E-S-E-A-R-C-H dot com, sportsresearch.com, and use code WHATFRESH for 50% off your Hydrate Electrolytes order. All right, Amy, what's your first? Mine are kind of categories. Oh, yours are categories? Mine is more of a a free-thinking list. I'm not even sure if like the first thing is the worst thing, but I'm going to... These are all the things I don't like about Christmas. Okay. Um, Starting out, this is not even something I have to worry about anymore, but I always hated it. Topping the list in the things that should be fun but aren't category. Mm. 
going to see Santa and sitting on Santa's lap. It's a terrible <laughs> idea. It is terrible. It is terrible. I mean, I haven't done it in a couple of years. So it's one of those things that like went into the terrible historical category that I never think about again. Right. Like the most you can hope for is a funny picture of your child screaming where they're on Santa's lap. Although then you might be like, and so why is this funny? And why did I do that instead? Like the idea that you're going to get a usable, shareable picture of your kid sitting on Santa's lap. Even if your kid is smiling, the, the Santa is going to look so ridiculously bad. I don't know why this is hard for places to do well, but like the Santa's never having it. Even if your kid's having it, the Santa's like, get me out of here. And it's not a good picture. My mom once got in a fight with a mall Santa. Fun fact about me. With my children, I will say two things. I should write a book. I mean, I should teach a course in visiting Santa at the mall because it's one of, you know, on an actor's resume, there's a little thing at the end that says special skills. And it's like, I can do an English accent and I'm good at hula hooping. Yeah. Right. Handstand. Special skills on my resume, <laughs> figuring out when to visit Santa. My, we always get up at like nine o'clock, get to the mall 15 minutes before Santa opens. We're the first people in line and we're in and out. Because we had a bad mall experience with Santa and we arrived with my mom and she was extremely upset that Santa didn't have a hat on. He had just white hair, but he was not wearing a Santa's hat. That's not acceptable. That's like Mickey, like walking around Magic Kingdom without his head on or something. Like, that's yeah. not Santa. I mean, he had an odd, he was like an old timey Santa. He had kind of like a handlebar mustache and a plaid vest. It was an elaborate outfit, but it did not involve a hat. So the minute we arrive, we're online and my mother will not let go of the fact that Santa doesn't have a hat on. Like, what is wrong with this Santa? He doesn't even have a hat. It was very Half the people in the mall have a Santa hat on, by the way, right? Like they're very easily obtainable item this time of year as a Santa hat. But he is to be like, oh, I'm the Santa that doesn't have a hat on. No. Yeah. It seems like just stick one on. Yeah. He definitely had his own Santa look and it was all wrong. And then, I don't know, the Santa was kind of short with us and he was kind of grouchy. And then my mom, it was pretty much under her breath. I won't say she screamed it at the mall Santa, but she did say, that's one of the rudest Santas I've ever met. And then she did turn around and in a loud voice, she yelled at Santa and get a hat as we walked off. And uh, shot. I was like, wow, mom, it's not every day I see someone accost a mall Santa. But she was, you know, she was at that phase of life. My kids, you know, she was probably in her 70s and she was like, I don't have time for this. And by the way, Santa, get a hat. I wish she was here for this episode because she would she would probably come with a list. She had stuff to say about Santa and his lack of headwear. All right. Here is something else that I think is a fresh hell of holiday season. When you get well-meaning, incoming texts and phone calls from the grandparents, what do the kids want? And they want nothing because they need nothing. And if you come up with one idea for something your 13-year-old wants, now you have to give it to your mother-in-law. Now, now you're back to zero. You have nothing for your kids. I'm coming in hot here. I don't want to make anybody mad. But when you call me and ask me to provide 10 links to items that my children want for you to purchase from, I might as well just do it at that point. We're done. I've done 98% of the gift buying. Right. I have been like, and how about I just buy a chip it, wrap it, and hand it to you to hand it back to them? Yeah. Yeah. And like, if you, I have members of my family who ask for that service and I provide that service and it's extra work, but at least we're all being honest about what's going on. Like, hey, will you just do this for me? You know? Yes. 
And it's not, I don't want to put this on the grandparents, the grandmothers who are doing, at least in this case, are doing this emotional labor and invisible workload. The grandmothers are on this, like, I have to get something for my grandkids. How dare they ask me what their grandchildren want as presents? What I'm beefing with, I think, is that when they ask this, which of course they ask this, because what do they want and who can even say, and you can't just get them an iTunes gift card like you would have 15 years ago. The kids should be doing this. This is labor that should properly be outsourced to the children. Please tell your grandparents what you want for Christmas. I'm holding a firm line on this. Right. And then they just don't do it. And then it's like December 20th. And they're like, can you please give me something? They never wrote back to me. And I want to be a bah humbug. You you get nothing. But then that's not fair to the grandparents. No, no, no. I'll nag my kids about doing it. And I have. But also kids under eight can't do that. So like I'm just getting to the phase of you need to make a list. You need to put enough stuff on it for everybody, and then we can farm that out. And it needs to have like Lego serial number on it or whatever. It can't be, you know, I want facial beauty products. It's got to be very, very, very specific. I wish that wasn't true because I'm old enough to remember when you bought somebody something, you'd go shopping in stores and you'd buy something that looked like something that they would like. But you kind of can't do that now because- Everybody's so specific about it that you can't just guess and then they don't even want to tell you because they don't need anything. So my kids get a lot of socks, which is their own problem. Guess you should have thought of something else. Yeah, you get socks. I have one for my own list, Amy. I'm going to hit you with. Forgotten extra projects. It's the things that are like on the list that when you think about the holiday overwhelm, you forget to even think about these things. In this category for me are family calendar. So I make a family photo calendar for the family. It's on the list. And I love having it. And I actually love doing it. But it's like, when I think about the picture of how I'm like, oh, I got to do the calendar too. This also includes like gifts for like the crossing guard and the music teacher, like the random holiday gift giving that is outside of the family Mm -hmm. and the people who you forget to do that for. So is it that you have to do these things or is it that you forget to do them and then it's the middle of the night? Just when you thought it was safe to get back in the water, like just when you thought it was safe to complain about the holidays, you remember that in fact, you forgot to get the crossing guard a gift card and you don't know how much that should be for and you're panicking. So then I don't do it and then I live with the guilt and shame of not doing it. Then there's all the like... We call them lanyap gifts from my time in New Orleans. It's the little extra. It's the like, oh, we usually also give the grandparents a little yeah, or like a little ornament with the kids' pictures. Like we do that usually. It's like, it's the ticky tacky around the edges stuff that breaks me. Like the like, my husband and I usually sit down one day. And we just literally sit in front of the computer with a list of 25 people. And we're like, let's do this. And we just go hard and we get all the gift. Like that I can handle. But the like, I pass the crossing guard and I'm like, oh, I should have had a gift card. And that's going to go in a thing. And that's what breaks me at the holidays is the, the other, the category of other. Or the haunted, like, wait, was I supposed to, right? Like, was I supposed to get my spouse something for him to give his goddaughter? Did I forget? Did they give us something last year? Do I seem to recall that we were in that horrifying place where there's a one-sided exchange? 
Back when I was an actor, one time my agent, she took me out to lunch at the holiday season and she gave me a pair of earrings. I'm like, is there anything worse? Like, I didn't have anything to give her. I was not read in that this was a gift exchanging experience. And I was like, and I never forgot it. Like, that's like the worst thing that ever happened to me is being at this lunch with nothing to give back to that person. So that's what gets me the weight. Did we? And I never keep track of like, the violin teacher always gives presents to all the kids, so you got to have something to give the violin teacher and roll it back. It just feels like, and this is a writ large kind of problem of being the invisible work human, is I'm doing 4,000 things, 3,500 of which I don't want to do, and at the end of the day, I've disappointed someone totally. <laughs> like, it's just the worst right. feeling, and sometimes that's everything holidays, you know, like, which is, I'm going to grind myself into a fine powder and someone is going to be like that Amy, oh she didn't even care enough to get me a visa gift card yeah <laughs> visa gift card terrifying horrifying awful that's another thing i hate about christmas visa gift cards we've definitely talked about this in the past but the gift card exchange just like cancel christmas cancel hanukkah i don't want to sit in a circle and hand each other gift cards we just shouldn't bother no get that gift exchange list going it's so important Okay, here's something that really weighs on me. It might be the worst thing. Buying something for my spouse for Christmas. Like the king of doesn't need anything. If he needs it, he gets it. Doesn't seem to have hobbies. He's got like fitness hobbies, but if he wants some fitness, like he has them all already. He has every fitness accoutrement. He doesn't need the roller thing that works on your abs. He, we have like six rollers in our house. <laughs> They're all hidden behind the couch. We have all shapes and sizes. Well, every roller you could think of, we have it already. I get them every year, a navy like zip up sweater. And then I realize after I have already bought it, that the reason it looks to me like something he would like is that it's he has it already, right? So then maybe I exchange it for a gray zip-up sweater, then I realize he has one of those too. I, I get him things that are things he has already because they stand out to me as something that he would like, but talk about, like, there's nothing to get for him. And I just feel like I'm so easy as a comparison. Like, just give me a pair of earrings. We had asked our Facebook listeners for the wor their holiday worsts and their fresh hells. And Laura agrees with you, buying my husband gifts. Mm -hmm. He loves getting presents and I hate stuff. I don't relate. My husband's easy to buy for. Really? What do you get him? He likes whiskeys and like special kinds of scotches and stuff. So I just... So you just get that. But aren't you like 10 deep on those at this point? The, he drinks them. So <laughs> that they're not... <laughs> All through the year. Yeah. Yeah. He drinks them. So that I mean, it's not... It's like a roller. You have it for the next 10 years. The bottle of scotch... You drink it, and then it's time for another one. This is the point, right? Like a nice pen, like whatever. Like that doesn't seem fun, and also you don't need... It's like Crocs. You know the problem with Crocs as a shoe brand is not that they... It's that they are too durable. Like once you buy a pair of Crocs, you're good for a decade. You don't need a new pair of Crocs every fall. They'll last you outgrow them or you lose them. And so they don't sell enough Crocs because once people have them, they don't need them again. That's funny. Yeah, they last forever. Mm -hmm. Try scotch. Mm -hmm. It's people drink it. <laughs> All right, we'll be back with even more fresh hells of the holiday season. Amy, you know me well enough to know that my daily power breakfast is toast with peanut butter on top. Toast with peanut butter. It's also, by the way, one of my favorite power breakfasts. So we agree on that thing. We were recently together and we shared some toast with peanut butter. And I'm going to tell you, we used hero bread. It is 
adds even more protein and fiber to that combo without adding any more sugar. Hero Bread has remade the carby, empty-calorie bread products into versions that include no net carbs, zero gram sugar, and fewer calories, plus more protein and fiber, while still being super fluffy and delicious. I was not sure that that particular combination was going to be possible, but Hero Bread has figured it out. Yeah, this is one I'm glad they let us try. It's like, it really tastes good. I've been trying to add more protein to my diet, and I would have thought that a hamburger rolls was not the place to do that, Amy. <laughs> but all of Hero Bread's products, from rolls to tortillas to croissants, we please, offer protein and fiber, zero to one grams of net carbs, and zero grams of sugar. Start your Hero Bread bundle on their website and get 10% off your order. Go to Hero.co and use the code MOTHERHOOD at checkout. I like this bread, people. It's H-E-R-O dot C-O and code MOTHERHOOD for 10% off your order of Hero Bread. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. And now, holiday plans, fantasy versus reality. From the What Fresh Hell podcast, make a budget for holiday shopping. Plan on a max of $50 per person. Then enter the white hot panic stage 14 days out and start purchasing Xboxes, jewelry, and bicycles just to be done. Meal plan. Make sure to choose a variety of foods to appeal to a wide range of guests. Yeah, you're going to be slinging food in guests' general direction, regularly screaming there must be something in the fridge, and heavily relying on the pizza place. Develop a code to write on the bottom corner of gifts to keep track of each item before placing gift cards. Yeah, repeatedly unwrap and rewrap every single gift as you constantly forget what is contained in any given box. Lay out color-coordinated outfits for each family member, including spouse, so that everyone will look picture-perfect for your holiday shots. Or accept the fact that you will be frantically searching for a sweater to cover your spouse's Iron Maiden t-shirt four minutes after the photographer arrives. Get rid of one toy for each toy that arrives. Make a plan for storage to keep the new gift arrivals nice and orderly. Listen, for all of January and February, your living room is going to look like a Toys R Us that was raided by vandals. Just accept it. This has been Holiday Plans, Fantasy versus Reality. From the What Fresh Hell podcast. Amy, I have another general category, and it is 
travel, all holiday travel, the fact that we have to do it. I love seeing people and I love being together with family at the holidays. But are we shipping the gifts? Are we carrying gifts? Are we driving? Are we getting on a plane? Are we then missing planes and ruining the whole holiday? Like the holiday plans are so tight. We had our last Thanksgiving, we left, I'm going to say two and a half hours early for the airport. And it ended up with me on Thanksgiving Eve in like the cold rain, sending my kids. We missed our flight. Oh, remember this. Yeah, yeah. You sent your kids. And then they were like, you, anybody with only a carry-on could go ahead. So I stayed behind with like a giant piece of luggage and my husband's golf clubs with like nothing to do. I wasn't going to drive back home. They, they said you can get a flight at eight o'clock in the morning. I got an airport hotel, but I had to drag like a body bag sized suitcase and my husband's golf clubs through the cold rain back to the air train at JFK and like schlep myself. And I couldn't get a taxi because- if you've ever seen JFK the night before Thanksgiving, like there's no getting a taxi. There's no surviving. Also, what fresh hell is like these days at airports, they're putting the taxis and the Ubers so far from the terminal. Like you would have had to walk like a mile and a half to get to the taxi stand anyway, if there were taxis. It truly was one of those moments where I was just walking in the cold rain in Queens trying to find a hotel. And I was like, this is it. Like this is where I just lay down on the sidewalk like the little match girl and just expire. And I didn't do that. I eventually walked like three miles with these two giant, my hands like gripping like cold claws and spent the night in a like airport motel and then got a different flight the next morning. But man, all holiday travel is a nightmare. I do like to be with people, but man, the travel is so hard at the holidays. Mm, mm-hmm. All right. I feel you. I agree. I'm going to save the best for last. <laughs> myself. Pile managing is a holiday fresh hell for me. Every year, I'm like, we are not overdoing it this year. And also my kids are older. So it is easier now that there's not like a magical component. Like they're pretty clear of, you know, who's enabling their fun. And we are not overdoing it this year. Everybody gets like a sweater and a pair of socks and, you know, in a glass of Christmas cheer. And that's it. That's what we're doing for Christmas. What about an orange and some gold coins? What about an orange and a $20 bill, which is what my grandmother used to give us. My tweet tweet grandmother every year gave us a stocking with an orange, some M&Ms, a 64 pack of Crayola. Pretty good. Crayons and a $20 bill. And let me tell you, right, like pretty good haul. I'm sorry to disappoint Santa, but I don't really recall what I got like the year that I was eight from Santa. But I do remember that my grandmother gave me a new pack of Crayola crayons and a $20 bill. Very, very nice. Right. So like less is more. We're not doing this. Then it's three days before Christmas or maybe five days before Christmas. And I start to look at the piles and they're not even. And it doesn't matter that like somebody's getting like a snowboard, for example, I didn't get my kid a snowboard, but you know what I mean? Somebody's getting like a earrings and somebody's getting a snowboard. The piles don't look right. And so then I have to buy somebody like a root beer making kit so that their pile doesn't look as meager as somebody else's pile. It's I sound like the worst person in the world right now. I realize that materialism, it's terrible. It's everything. But it's everything that's wrong with the holiday season, period. But every year I'm in it trying to measure the piles and make them work and hating myself for doing it. Oh, because again, like you can spend 900 hours shopping and wrapping and getting everything perfect. And if one kid has four presents and the other kid has five, like that is what Christmas is about. 
Yeah. Nobody loves me. And yeah, the other obsession. And Santa wouldn't do that. Santa would bring the same for everybody. Santa's magical and Santa knows what kids want. And Santa, mom, mom will mess it up. Yeah. Santa loves us, but not mom. Mom doesn't love us. Mom messed it up again. I also get very obsessed and my husband gently criticizes me about it, but is ordering the presents correctly? Oh, because if you open the Xbox game first, (laughs) the good thing is at the bottom, you've only got socks and underwear left. Like you've got to make sure and God forbid you open the Xbox controller before the Xbox, right? Like the batteries, like there's no sadness like the kid who opens the last present and it's underwear. Right. You have to crescendo. You have to build to a crescendo. And again, like, do people have bigger problems than this? They do. Did kids used to be happy with a single orange? They were. Like, were the, were the kids on the Little House on the Prairie kids, like, if they got to eat the pig's tail at the end of Christmas, like, well, it was merriment all around. Right, right. Would that it were. That, that's just not how we're rolling in 2023. Like, do I? The excess is definitely on my list. And like, it's kind of boring, but it is, it's not just the gift. It's just too much. There's a Berenstein Bears book, Too Much Birthday. It's too much holiday. It's too much candy. For us, it's too much wine and beer and cocktails. It's too much food. There's just the time of day where you get up and you have like a giant plate of like French toast and bacon and eggs. And then two minutes later, you're like, here's some candied almonds. And then you're like, I guess I'll snack on a candy cane. And by the end of the day, like your mouth is bleeding, your stomach is like distended, and you're just like joylessly shoving roast beef into your mouth. Like it, the excess of it all is poison and terrible and yet inevitable and you feel very grinchy fighting back against it, I think. Right. And that's why when you're driving by somebody who has her lights up on November 15th, you're like, stop, because you're making me look bad, right? You're like, don't. No, don't bring the terror in. Don't bring the terror in. Maybe she's just trying to take it easier on herself, but it actually makes it harder on the rest of us. Yeah, I guess. I guess I shouldn't judge, but judging is kind of my thing. I mean, don't take it from me, please. I love holiday cards. I love sending them. I love receiving them. And at least in the Northeastern United States, it's become a real tradition to, you send pictures of your kids, you know, a a shutterfly thing, a tiny prince, they make it so easy. I like them. I like getting them. I like sending them. I love doing it and it gets harder and harder. Right now, the fresh hell for me is um, finding a picture that each of my children will accept being sent to, you know, basically everybody we know. They get veto rights. They exercise those ruthlessly. I'm now down to the point where I'm like, I've gotten um, pictures pre-approved for two of my children. I'm going to do like, you know, three solo pictures at this point, because that's what I got. I got a picture of child one that works, got a picture of child two that works. Child three is absolutely like line in the sand. You may not use that photo of me. I have expressed a December 1st deadline to this child that I need a picture that's acceptable to them. It's coming up. We're hot on the heels of it. No. Of themselves. I know. Or else I'll pick one. It's kind of like you need to tell your grandmother what you want for Christmas by Friday. It's about as likely to happen that I'm going to get a picture this child is happy with. And then who knows what will happen. Like I might not send cards this year, which would make me a little sad. But just again, that I'm like, I'm making Christmas bright and everybody's mad at me. (laughs) (laughs) You should just send a card with a picture of the two kids and then a stick figure of the other child. 
Right. This one doesn't think there is a picture of themselves that's acceptable to send. Sorry. Yeah, I have that a little bit with the calendar, the family calendar. And I'm like, I I don't take editorial notes on the family calendar. Or like, I'll give you two vetoes, but that's it. Like, I can't make sure that every single picture, I mean, it's fine. You look great. You're fine. But yeah, I run into this problem as well. I also like the holiday cards. I'm still doing, if you can believe it, I'm still doing three kids in front of the tree in some sort of, they're not wearing Christmas jammies anymore. That's what they used to have on, but I'm, I'm still getting in like a red sweater. And you do it. You squeak it in. I mean, you. I take it the night the tree goes up, we all get in front of the tree and we take it, but they're still just young enough and my oldest are boys and I, they don't care and. We're still sneaking by with the picture that nobody approves. I've become that mom. I mean, I will say my husband and I used to kind of laugh at the people who are still sending pictures of their kids when their kids were like full on grownups. Like, isn't there sort of an expiration date on this? Why are you still sending pictures of your kids? They're not kids anymore. And I'm kind of at that stage and uh, I'm doing it. I'm doing it anyway. These are my beautiful babies. Oh, I like it. I like the picture of everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I want a picture. I do like a picture. My spouse also comes down. This is a hill he will die on that the parents shouldn't be in the picture, just the kids. He thinks it's weird for the parents to be in the picture. I don't have a strong point of view on that. He really does. I disagree. I used to feel strongly, and this was just a random hang up that the picture, and I still feel this way for myself, the picture should be seasonally appropriate. Like I am always, I was used to be very thrown by like a picture of like kids at the beach. I'm like, well, this isn't a holiday card. They're like at the beach. It's the best picture of your kids from 2018, right? Yeah, you just get the best picture of your kids from the year. I'm fine with it. I think I was a little judgy of that in the the before times. Like, well, it should be Christmas themed. Um, but I used to go all out. I would get like the matching Christmas pajamas. They'd be wearing Santa hats. They'd be in front of the tree. I, I like the vibe. Nowadays, I just, it's, I take 400 pictures in a row in front of the Christmas tree and I get one usable one. I, I can't do that. That's not available to me because one of my kids is actually not even in the country right now. So if I'm going to send Christmas cards, then I'm going to have to figure something else out. Or I could send New Year's cards, but honestly, those kind of track to me as like, you just didn't get your act together. Yeah, and I don't want another thing on my list. I want it all. I I take the pain. I want it all at once. Like I know somebody who does Valentine's Day. Once it's January, I'm like, I don't want these anymore. I've looked at 200 of these. I know someone who does Valentine's Day cards and I get it because one, it's very secular. Like it doesn't have any religious implications, which I think for some- yeah. Except for St. Valentine. Some people are more comfortable with. Yeah, but that's, I mean, that's long in the past. And I love the idea of it. It's like, hey, it's a so I, I really like the idea of it, but I don't want anything hanging over my head. I want to calf rope it December 26th. Right, right. And then I don't want to think about it for another year. One of uh, our listeners pointed out, and I do have to speak for this crowd of people because my sister is one of these people, Christmas birthdays. Oh, Yeah. One of my kids is a December birthday. It's rough. It's a special fresh hell. My sister's December 26th and it just, it's a really hard birthday. It's a hard birthday. And, you know, we always make an effort. It's like you wrap the gifts and birthday. We're all together, which sometimes is nice. You know, there's always like, oh, let's spend the day together, you know, but it does get a little bit like, oh, now we got to do a birthday and. 
I think I would pick a different birthday or just do a half birthday. Like, yeah, my birthday is June 26th. I have a, a cousin whose birthday is September 11th. I mean, talk about unfortunate. And I'm like, just call it something. <laughs> so your birthday is September 13th. Like, you're free to pick another day. It's easy for me to say, I guess. But yeah, I'll just... My six-year birthday, if I were to do that, is February 29th, which is leap year. So I'm the dork who thinks about those things. Yeah. Oh, you could be like a fourth of your age. Yes. If I just decided my birthday was six months away from when it is, it would be February 29th and I'd be a quarter as old as I am. So why aren't I doing that is the real question. Yeah. Doctor, heal thyself. I'm almost 10. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, friends, we know the holidays are fresh hells for everyone. Yeah. You know, I want to finish with the listener wrote in to say something that'll lift our spirits a little bit. Please hit me. At the end of this, right? She wrote in to say, I appreciate the one holiday podcast you put out a couple, maybe more years ago. We've done them all. And by the way, I should say all through December on Mondays, we're putting out a holiday best of episode because we've got, we're going to accompany your gift wrapping and your shopping and your cookie making and whatever. Sounds of holiday content. Hilarious holiday complaining. That's right. So anyway, she wrote in to say there was some, one of those episodes that she listened to where the takeaway that she got that helped us is we said before the event, before the people come, tell yourself to look out for the special positive moment that's coming and that will put you in the right headspace. She said, thank you for that little bit of sanity, ladies. This is an anonymous listener. And she wrote in to say, thank you for that sanity that we've reminded her to look out for the small bit of positive. So I'm going to remind myself to take my own advice and look out for the small bit of positive. It is really, it's true. And I mean, it is what you make it. And if you put on yourself that like, I'm going to let someone down, it's not going to be magical. It's not going to be perfect. It's going to remind me of the bad things. It's going to be my in-laws driving me crazy. Like those things will probably be true. And those things are definitely going to happen. And so I think our only hope is to say, I'm going to have it be magical because of the elements that are already here and available to me. Look for the Christmas magic or the Kwanzaa magic or the Hanukkah magic or the whatever, however you do it, magic, the holiday magic. Yeah. And it's there if you find Thank it. you. It feels much better. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if we solved it. Yeah. You could tell that's totally, we're, we don't believe anything we're saying, which is rare for us, but true in this case. I think the best we could say is laugh at the fresh hell of the holiday season. Yeah. Laugh at the fresh hell. Yeah. Let the laws of holiday attrition work in your favor. We didn't even touch on that, but listen to our other holiday best of episodes. It's good advice that we've both put into practice along the way. And if you'd like to do something special for us at the holidays, and I'm sure you do want to. I'm sh- that's at the top of your list. Like, what, what? am I going to get them? Exactly. And like, how am I going to celebrate Amy and Margaret of the What Fresh Hell podcast at this time of year? Here's what you can do. You can leave us a rating or a review Wherever you listen, it seems kind of silly. There's lots of ratings of review of the podcast. There's a dumb, weird thing where it needs to be a thousand ratings and reviews before it counts as X and Y. I don't know what it is, but if you have five minutes to leave us a rating or review, wherever you listen, it would help more people find the podcast. So many of you have done it already. We really appreciate it. If you haven't done it yet, keep it going. Just do it wherever you're listening right now. It really helps the show. Thanks so much. And we will talk to you next time. So long. If 
you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent with sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends. At Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co., and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts.